0: This is the Bushwick Variety Show. And I'm Alec III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. It's been a minute. I uh, got a lot to catch you up on um, in an upcoming episode. Uh, but I wanted to put this out today. This is Monday, May 16th, 2022. And today, if you were in the New York area, come to Rockwood Music Hall at seven o'clock to see Madge Dietrich um, perform her record release show. Uh, Rockwood Music Hall is a great venue. Uh, I had the pleasure of performing there back in the day with I Am the Third. Um, A lot of great shows I've seen there. And Madge is a phenomenal artist. She's an actor. She's a songwriter. She's a music therapist. She was on tour with the Kinky Boots first national tour as Pat. Um, she's just really, really cool person. And she's part of my Jen Waldman studio community. And I guess the quick news uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I haven't really put everything on social media like that. Um, but I guess I talked about it here before. But I became a dad. Um, and tomorrow my wife is at her store, The Rack Shack. And so I will be home with little little baby Mikey um, so I cannot be at the show myself so I wanted to support um, however I could so that is why I have this episode here with Madge Dietrich so without further ado uh, check the links in the show notes for tickets also check out her new uh, album Therapy available Spotify Apple um, everywhere you get your music And if you're in the New York area, like I said, go to Rockwood Music Hall tonight if you're listening to this, the day that it comes out. That is Monday, May 16th, 2022, Rockwood Music Hall, Stage 2. Without further ado, this is Madge Dietrich. Let's have a conversation. How are you?
1: Good. it's been a it's been a big day we um i had band rehearsal today the last one and then i was just i came home for a hot second and then we had our um i do this sorry also let me know when you're recording because i'm like not oh I we're already
0: to, i well i started or, recording but we can do we can not use this but i think it's kind of cool you know okay
1: okay <laughs> that's what i meant like okay well, when you're ready to be like okay hi I'm mad.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't really do it that way. I just sort of do it this way. (laughs) Okay, cool.
1: (laughs) I'm down with that.
0: You know what I mean? Like the honest thing is, you had a you had a rehearsal, the final rehearsal for the big show on Monday. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Eight o'clock. Seven. Seven o'clock. Eight o'clock.
1: I will be done and face planting (laughs) into a cheeseburger. So come at seven.
0: And that's at Rockwood Stage Two, right?
1: Yes, on the Lower East Side. Nice. Yeah.
0: So are you excited?
1: Yes, I, I uh, ugh, it's been such a it's it's been such a journey of like making this album. You know, I started writing songs in like 2017 and then like kind of stuffed it down and then quarantine happened and I was like, wow, I have time to do things. Mm-hmm. Um. And then fundraising and then recording took we started recording almost a year ago. It'll be a year in June. So uh, yeah, and I'm just like excited that it's out there and like doing this whole show like putting the live show together has been very much like a release or exercise in releasing the outcome. (laughs) Yeah, we like lost musicians had to rehire like. You know, had to reconfigure charts and da 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 da, and I just kind of was like, beginning of this week, I was like, you know what? It's gonna be what it's gonna be, and like whatever it's gonna be, it's gonna be great because it's authentic. It's coming from like you know, it's coming from the right place, it's coming from the heart, and I have to have to trust.
0: It's gonna be great. No, um, thanks. That's something that happens uh, no matter what with bands lineup changes um drama you know what i mean but
1: oh yeah oh yeah and you know and like i (laughs) this is really silly but i had like an outfit design because i like when am i going to ever get to do like a concert like this again um and i'm getting this i have this really awesome leather jacket that's getting retooled into a vest and getting rhinestoned, and like i even got text this week this is again silly but my stoner that's his title um and uh he couldn't get the glue like to stick to the leather and he was like i have to redo the whole thing and i was like you know what i trust you you're so good at what you do we'll figure it out like
0: (laughs) is your stoner also a stoner yes okay good
1: in both senses absolutely yeah yes (laughs) nice yeah
0: Um, so what's kind of your background, um, was this the first, like, EP that you've written? Have you written songs before 2017? Like, kind of how did you come from, like, what's your musical, music background? I know you've done a musical, um, I mean, musicals, but you were on tour with Kinky Boots, right?
1: Yes, I was. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, let's see. I mean, I was always like a very creative kid. I'm sure there are like songs in my childhood journals, but I never really like thought of myself as really someone who did that until like probably five years ago. Yeah. So I was touring uh, with Kinky Boots and I came out and then subsequently got dumped by the first like woman that I fell in love with and like a good baby lesbian. I Picked up a guitar well actually i got i was so you know i was like heartbroken and my co-worker was like we're getting you a guitar you need a project and i was like okay so we ended up going to this like random music store in vancouver that was going out of business and i bought a guitar and started learning and was like learning every sad song in the book and uh and i started writing just to you know cope and try to heal myself and like deal with you know the tours are great, but they can also be really isolating. So uh, to deal with that, and then put it away when I got back to the city, you know, got sucked back into the vortex of hustling and auditioning. And then quarantine happened, uh, COVID, and suddenly had a lot more time on my hands. Um, So I was playing a lot more guitar. Um, I decided to go back to school to become a music therapist. And one of the things that music therapists do with their clients, uh, they song, Oh. So I was like, oh, well, this is definitely something that I could use practice at. And I had all of this stuff that I hadn't really dealt with further from, you know, from 2017. And then the few years after that, um, i was like you know what let me write about this even if no one sees it like this will be good for me to do for myself and then class with jen we would get all these prompts to uh oh i should talk about should i talk about the class
0: sure i know okay. what you're talking about but yeah. yeah
1: yeah well for the, for the list for those at home uh or on the train or wherever you listen to podcasts um so Alec and I share an amazing teacher, her name is Jen Waldman, and she had this class for a lot of the pandemic called create and it was kind of like a. Uh, artistic version of chopped where you would get. Um, three ingredients like a piece of text a poem or a title and then or a, something else, and then a title and then you would get 45 minutes to write write well create so write, draw dance. Uh, and so I was like, okay, we'll like start writing songs. And that is where I was like, oh, I have things to say. And then we would have share time at the end. And I was like, oh, I like wrote this thing. And then I would like finish. And the Zoom chat was like, are you kidding me? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it was like the Kermit Muppet GIF, like, but like in text form. And I was like, oh people people like these like these touch people even though they're about like a lot of them are about very specific experiences um which is like specificity is key Mm -hmm. always through the specific
0: Uh, you gain the universal
1: yeah totally so i did a couple bathroom concerts i crowdfunded and found a producer and collaborator drew Wookie. we worked together on the arrangements and um some of the co-writing and uh yeah that's how that's how therapy was born
0: um i think you might also and also am i echoing on your end or is that just in my ears
1: no i think it's your ears
0: okay all right um (laughs) can you i think also explain to people um who might not know i know what you're talking about but what is a bathroom concert
1: okay So, like, you know, in the early Panini, when we were just getting very creative, uh, you know, like the Sondheim concert that, like, Bernadette Peters did in her kitchen, you know, singing in her kitchen, and Laura Benanti, I actually, I was inspired because I saw Laura Benanti doing her song for the Sondheim concert in her shower, and I was in the shower one day because that's the best place to think because you have no distractions, and I was like, And my bathroom in the apartment where I was living at the time had just been renovated like before the pandemic. And I was like, uh, thanks landlord. Um, I was like, what if I did a concert in here for my birthday? (laughs) (laughs) And So I like, we did it. We set it up on zoom. We streamed it on Well, we streamed it on YouTube. And the first one was a benefit for, uh, the allied artists sponsorship at JWS and, and, uh, middle collegiate church, my amazing, super gay, super multi everything church. Um, and then the second one, because I, I shared originals and people, my phone was like blowing up after, and people were like, what are you doing? Like, you need to record these. So the second concert in March, uh, yeah, in March was the fundraiser for the album. So yeah, we set up the (laughs) I wish I had a picture I had probably somewhere of like the setup, like the the laptop precariously balanced on the sink and like all of my instruments laid out like on top of my closed toilet, like (laughs) it's just (laughs) it was uh, very fun and chaotic.
0: And what's your musical instrument like kind of background? What do you play?
1: So I took like piano lessons as a kid, but I was very lazy and didn't practice. Um, And went to school for musical theater, took like class piano, but again, not really a musician. Um, So I started, I literally started playing in 2017. So I was like self kind of self-taught. I took some lessons in group classes, Um, but yeah, that's been kind of my, I've taken lessons with like a music therapist here in town. You know, cause the thing, the thing I love about actually about like music therapy versus being a performer is like, it's very much over uh, about presence over mm-hmm. perfection. And like, there's just so much less pressure than, you know, than being a performer. So um, yeah, so that's that. And then like along the pandemic, I've picked up a uh, banjo lele, which is a ukulele that sounds like a banjo, but it's tuned like a ukulele, and uh yeah i mean i've I wouldn't i've uh, grown on my piano skills and what else i've gotten I've got all kinds of random like because of music therapy school like classroom instruments <laughs> to do zoom sessions and stuff, so I've got a whole like kindergarten classroom I'm like my corners over here kindergarten classroom of stuff, but those are the big ones
0: and uh maybe our viewers want to know but i'm also very curious cuz i'm figuring out some things i've had some major life changes recently um what is music therapy and how does one become a music therapist
1: ooh i'm so glad you asked so um music therapy okay i'm going to get very like clinical for a hot second so like the so like one of like the official definitions is music therapy is the clinical and evidence-based use of music to help a client achieve particular goals so within that umbrella there are lots of different uh it has a wide scope of practice so like there are music therapists who work in hospitals and work with peds, like working with pediatrics, working oncology, doing um, procedural support, like playing music for someone to help them manage pain to or, or engage, like engaging a child and making music with them to kind of normalize the hospital environment or provide distraction during a procedure. Um, music therapists work in uh, rehab facilities, like doing, there's all kinds of protocol on how to use music to help people regain speech um, because music uh, reaches different areas of the brain and can help uh, re rekindle those connections that get severed and uh, in, in brain uh, traumas. Uh, music therapists work with older adults, uh, addictions, incarcerated people. Um, Schools, kids, uh, autistic kids, uh, lots of folks uh, with developmental and intellectual disabilities. Like, there's a huge uh, scope of practice, and um, yeah, so that's what music therapy is. Um, there are several. There are a couple ways you can go about being a music therapist. Uh, you can get a master's, a, a bachelor's, a master's, like an equivalency master's, and then a post back equivalency, which is what I did so I or I am doing. uh, I had a music degree, so I was able to take like the music therapy specific courses and the psych and the clinical hours that I needed um, to get my equivalency. And then I've just finished all my coursework. So my next step, um, you have to complete uh, an internship. So it's either it's usually six to nine months, it depends on if it's full time or part time. Um, Mine's going to be part time, I am going to be interning. Well, I'll tell you know what the contract is not signed so but I'm going to be interning here at a hospital in the city, if all goes according to plan. Um, So yeah, I was able to do my coursework remotely, I went to Slippery Rock University. Um, Something really interesting i don't know if it's interesting so much as it's problematic as music therapy is a very white women dominated field um so it was really important to me when i was considering going back to school to go to a program that really um prioritize social justice issues and like reflexivity and awareness of that fact and um i really felt like slippery rock uh, allowed me to do that and also i got to do some really cool stuff uh with gender affirming voice work which is a new method um i got interested in music therapy because of all the kids we met at kinky boots who were like we did a lot of talkbacks with queer youth and i was just so moved by their bravery and their courage and just the the assurance of knowing who they were at so young and I was like, oh, I think there's something here with like music and queer kids. And so uh, that's my dream of dreams is to work with like queer youth or um, our LGBTQ elders. Um, but yeah. I
0: have to plug something for you actually, which you might find <laughs> fun. Um the bar that i used to work at i used to manage actually back in the day um pine box rock shop here in bushwick uh i am now once again after several years like sometimes working there um and i covered a shift last night that was last night yeah time um (laughs) so my major change is that you know i had a kid and so yeah dad life yeah um And so I worked last night, late, later than, you know, I'm up usually. Um, and Pine Box always had karaoke on Thursday nights. But now I guess they have different karaokes, or it's maybe not every Thursday night. But last night was actually queer Um, And it was a really big turnout. Um, and I didn't get a chance to get back there. Um, but I could hear some from the bar. And yeah, it sounded like a lot <laughs> of fun. So maybe check it out, you know?
1: Yeah. Bushwick is the place for queer Yoki, man.
0: And what neighborhood do you live in?
1: I actually live in Queens. I've lived okay. in Sunnyside for the last, i to say nine years. Yeah.
0: And did you move during the pandemic?
1: I did, but I stayed in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very nice.
0: We almost moved, but in the neighborhood also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah um and so that must be kind of why or part of the reason your album ep um is called therapy
1: yeah i think that you know writing this was therapeutic for me Mm -hmm. you know i wouldn't necessarily call it it's not music therapy but i think like interrogating and processing like a lot of my experiences through the music and um and sharing them and being like honest and vulnerable and transparent, um, was really therapeutic and like also the process of doing it. Like, I think that sometimes as interpretive artists and as actors in New York, you're, you're very much a lot of the old, the old mindset. And I hope this is, and I think this is changing is, you know, you're just lucky to have a job and you're, you know, be quiet. Don't have too many opinions. Like just do your job and you know, don't ruffle too many feathers, you know, or it's, or, you know, it's harder to feel like your opinions are valued as an artist sometimes. Um, And so the process of getting to make this where I was like, no, I actually want this instead. Or like, what if we record it like this? Or how about this instrument? And like, having ownership and having Mm -hmm. confidence that like, my opinions and my ideas were valuable, was like really healing. Because I think that I stuff that down for a long time because i was in you know i don't know i was in survival mode i was unsure you know i'm a recovering perfectionist so that probably also didn't help but yeah very it was a very healing uh process
0: it's great um where did you like do the recording
1: So I recorded with Craig Levy. His his studio is called Little Pioneer Cider House. Um, It used to be, most of it was uh, in Chinatown, which was great because we would just go get dumplings in between sessions. Um, I have, I missed that spot, Uh, but he moved to Nomad now. But um, yeah, I heard about him through a friend of a friend, or no, my friend, my friend Alex, who goes to Middle, and he's also an amazing independent artist. And he was like, you gotta talk to Craig. And um, yeah, Craig was down and he ran with Drew and I's crazy ideas and uh, yeah.
0: And what's kind of drawn you now? um, Like, are you feeling pulled more in a music direction? More, are you feeling pulled in a particular direction right now?
1: Ooh, that's a good question.
0: And I mean I know how it is also like I'm I go where I feel I have agency sometimes. And then sometimes I'll get like an acting gig or something like that. So
1: Right. Yeah. Doesn't it always go that way and you're like, okay, I'm doing this new thing and it's great. And then your agent calls or casting calls and you're just like, oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> get off the backdrop. It's time to self-tape. Um <laughs> kidding. But um I think when you said that, I just got this image of like, like a balloon just like expanding in many different directions, or like one of those. <laughs> this is gonna sound kind of woo woo, but one of those kindergarten like gym class parachutes. Um, because I think like, I, like i said, like I really limited myself for so long as to what I can do. Like it feels really good to be exploring the music right now you know projects have come up but i'm really interested in like doing music and i'm also really interested in like living into this new identity as a music therapist like once i start my internship that's going to take a lot of my time but you know i think there is something really beautiful about integrating the identities of like performer and artist because as a music therapist you don't want to bring your personal music stuff into sessions like and having your own creative practice whatever that is um is like a really great way to avoid that happening Mm -hmm. yeah and like you know i i sing at my amazing church and i would love to keep doing that like i'd love to write i'd love to write like queer inclusive worship music someday you know i want to write a book about i'm looking at my bulletin board like I've lived in Queens for a decade. I want to write a book about like the queer history of Queens. You know, there's there's so many things I want to do. And I think that. Yeah, I just see myself expanding in a lot of directions, and I don't think that's a bad thing anymore.
0: I don't think it is either. (laughs) Um, My wife has a hard time with it because like I probably am a little bit or I am a little bit ADD. but I also think maybe I'm just somebody who wants to do a lot of things. And that's why I wanted to be an actor in the first place. And so I'm not really happy unless I'm actually doing those things. And there's a way to do them, I know. And that's one of the big things I've learned from Jen about organizing things a little bit better and structuring time. Um, But yeah, so I feel that. And I like that analogy. I like the (laughs) woo-woo.
1: All about the woo-woo over here. Um, Yeah.
0: Here's the thing also. um, Before the pandemic and back in the day, um, I wrote an EP that was very much the result of a a breakup and also Mm -hmm. wanting to take more agency about who I am you know was as an artist um back in the day even back like then some people were touring but there was more um like touring was kind of not dying off because people still do it but there was more happening online um this is like 2011 2012 i think um yeah so do you have any plans on touring kind of what's the yeah what's the world like I know shows are happening places but yeah
1: right well I've been saying I had friends was like okay I can't come to Rockwood I'll catch the next one and I'm like I don't think you understand <laughs> I'm doing this show Monday and it's going to be great and it's going to be an extravaganza and then I'm taking the summer off yeah I will probably you know I haven't figured out again like trying to figure out the integration the balance of of roles you know I think at some point I would start playing like more like coffee house gigs but um currently nothing on the nothing on the docket because again that's a whole set talk about organizational skills that's like a whole organiz Whoa, organizational skill set that yeah I, did I not have
0: I almost said touring is expensive and I didn't say that because it's not just about the money like it can be very financially expensive but it's also if you figure a way around that <laughs> it's expensive like time-wise like right Mental health wise, um, yeah, all of those things.
1: Right. Although, you know, health. if Brandy Carlisle wants to add me to her roster, to her Mexico, like girls want to have fun tour, I'm available.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause then of course there's a the whole team. Right. Yeah. Making right. it happen. Right. Cool. Um, so that's exciting. Uh where can people find the EP? Everywhere? Ah
1: yeah so you just search my name madge m-a-d-g-e dietrich on um, uh on all the streaming platforms spotify apple music youtube itunes uh amazon music and uh yeah search it on all the streaming uh you can follow me on instagram at madge underscore music and you can if you're in new york and free monday night you can come to rockwood music hall at seven o'clock tickets are 10 bucks in advance and 15 at the door and you can also check out my website at maddetrick.com
0: are you filming the concert also
1: we're not going to be filming but i'm going to have pictures and uh we're gonna or may not be doing some other fun things with the music wink wink nudge nudge that will live on but i don't want to share just yet because it's going to be a surprise
0: nice (laughs) um well i don't want to get into like you know spoiling whatever the surprise is but i would also say um consider filming even if you're not planning on using it um, I'll leave it at that, just because there's stuff you can do with that, also. But it sounds like you have some some secret plans. So, you know, do you? Do you?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so, um, is there anything else on that that you wanted to talk about, or on anything else?
1: <laughs> on anything else, I mean, we could go a lot. No, I'm kidding. Um. No, I'm just like, thanks so much for having me. And I'm like really glad that you reached out and Yay, podcast. So yay, I have Bushwick.
0: I have had this happen before where I was interviewing somebody. Um, I don't remember who it was, but it was like the whole interview was like, Yeah, so what do you think about this? And I was like, Yeah, that's good. And what do you think about that? Yeah, cool. Like, just like the I'm like, all right, well guess you know 15 minute conversation that's cool speak
1: now Um, forever hold your hold your peace and
0: and then i at the end i was like is there anything else you want to talk about and he was like yeah actually you know um the children in the world and yeah he went on a whole thing and i was like okay well there we go always ask um now i have one more question for you uh And that, my friends, I believe is the first ever cliffhanger on the Bushwick Variety Show. We did, in fact, have a further conversation, which will be shared in another episode. I thought about somehow putting it together for this episode, but that just didn't feel right at the time. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, you will be hearing that conversation on the new podcast that I'm going to be launching soon. Called Your Luckiest Days. Um, it was great talking with Madge. I hope you check out Therapy. I hope you check out her at Rockwood Music Hall tonight, May 16th, 2022. Uh, Monday, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out. Um, and yeah, if you are interested in checking out the new podcast, it is going to be called Your Luckiest Days. Uh, coming out. Soon, I don't know exactly when, but when I release that, I will also share it here. Um, So you will get a double episode. Um, You'll get a Bushwick Variety Show featuring that episode. Um, And the whole idea of Your Luckiest Days is just to remind us all that right now can always be our best day. I don't care what you're going through. I mean, I care what you're going through, but I'm saying... If it feels like your darkest days, your darkest times, remember that out of the darkness, uh, the light can shine the brightest. Um, Sounds like Harry Potter or something. But anyway, your luckiest days coming out soon. Uh, Therapy available everywhere. Um, We all need therapy. (laughs) But the album Therapy by Madge Dietrich, uh, that is available everywhere. And if you're in the New York area tonight, at Rockwood Music Hall Stage 2. This is Monday, May 16th, 2022. Um, and to take us out today, I'm gonna play the music, not the normal outro music, the music for Your Luckiest Days. Um, so here's the preview to Your Luckiest Days, or sort of a pre-preview. What will you put?